Hey everyone, welcome to the Horror PSA presented by Scary Nerd, and as always, we are your hosts. I'm Paul. I'm Saul. And I'm Angie. The following is a public service announcement. Research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. That's right. It's John Carpenter birthday month, and we did 1982's The Thing, which happens to be a personal favorite of John Carpenter's. So, so yes, it is a classic. I love, I it is. love, love, love this movie. I mean, Keith David, right? Keith David, Kirk Russell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody. Keith it's David is such a badass in this. Movie. Diabetes Wilford Diabetes, oh yes, and he's a badass in this movie. He's he beating. He, he puts his fingers into a guy's face in yes. this movie. He goes nuts and he uh, he tries to shoot everybody. So remember last week I always said I hadn't seen this movie all the way through. Did you lie? No, I. The, here's what I remember about it. I remember like the first half of it, and the only reason why I remember the first half of it is because when we were kids. We would take the bus to Mexico and they would show movies. Oh. And like the first half of it, I remember just watching it in Spanish. So as the stuff is going, (laughs) all of a sudden my, what do you want to call it, nostalgia or my memories kicked in. And all I can hear, all I can hear was the Spanish dubbed versions of it. Hey, that happened to me with Troll 2, remember? I was, when the kid peed on stuff, it unlocked that memory in my brain. (laughs) That's what happened because I remember that now. Troll 2 in Spanish? No, not in Spanish. No, but yeah, but that memory unlocked. And then the reason why I I saw, I remember the first half, and I think what happened is I fell asleep halfway through it. That's why Mm -hmm. I didn't see all of it. I think when I woke up was at the very end when you see um, Kurt Russell and what's his name? Keith Keith David. David. Childs and Childs and McCready. And that's when Saul got a new family because he woke up and everybody had left him. (laughs) He He found a nice new Mexican family. He went home with a new family. (laughs) (laughs) No more dub tapes. No more dub tapes. Okay. The UFO in this. I I do love this movie, but watching it in 2020, you can see how it's aged. And not that it's super bad because I don't think John Carpenter ever went way heavy into like CGI CGI or anything. He does a lot of practical effects, which really, you know, keep things the way that they wanted them to look in the day. But that UFO and stuff, it's kind of more like art and paintings and Uh, stuff. Okay, but that was also kind of an homage to like the original one. Yeah, it, it, was, it did you know, give really that feel. Yeah. So, so that beginning shot, especially like the, you know, the earth and all that. or the Yeah. And then the is, intro, isn't the intro yeah, the same? The, yeah. Yes. And uh, I read in the trivia that they were able to do that thing logo. Um, they had it written out on a piece of like um, animation cell and they put it behind a fish tank filled with smoke that was covered with a black trash bag. Mm. So then they lit the black trash bag on fire, and then that's how you get like that, where it kind of burns away kind Mm. of effect. So, I mean, even the fucking title card was practical practical effects. effects. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things I love about this movie. There's so many, like, just practical things. The... um, the one of the visual effects artists, Rob Botton, was only 22 years old at the time of this, Jeez. and he made uh, basically the monsters like because one of the things that Carpenter didn't care for when Alien came out, he's like, you can tell that's just a guy in a suit. Like you add all the stuff, but at the very end of the day, it's just it's a guy in, in a there. suit. Yeah. Like, so I wanted to have stuff that wasn't just a guy in a suit. So um, this guy, Rob, um, I don't, I didn't get a chance to look at whatever he else that he did in his career, but. 
Um, he was only 22 at the time, and he basically worked himself to exhaustion to where he had to take like a few weeks off because he was just there like 24 hours a day, like living on set, like just working and making all these things. And then Stan Winston had to kind of come in and help out for a few weeks on a few stuff while the guy was like recovering from exhaustion. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like people fucking put their fucking sweat and balls into this fucking movie. It's a great movie. It pays off. Credit to all the practical effects because I mean, if again, like if you take the opening scene out with a cheesy UFO special effects, whatever need be, if you can imagine them trying to do that into this movie, it would have made it age terribly. Yeah. But I think the practical effects, even though they're old, still make this movie good. Oh, yeah. I even like, like when they find the ship, when uh, McCready takes them and they find the ship, yeah. you can tell it's, you know, it's yeah. it's artwork back and then, you yeah, know. It's like cell Forced cell, perfection. Like, yeah. yeah, no, for the, no, forced perspective. Yeah, yeah. forced perspective is what I meant to say. Forced perspective. Yes. <laughs> the, mo- like a, the movie is old. It came out in 82, but the thing about it, though, is... What are you trying to o- say about things from the 80s, man? Hey, I was born in the 80s. You're saying I, we're old? I, I, I know old. we're old, but here's mm-hmm. the thing about it, though. Even though it is, what, 38 years old, the only thing that looks old in the movie is the fact that, okay, all the, all the, all the actors that we know are young. Yeah, and no, that Kurt for Russell. Grimley, I think he looks yeah. the same. Kurt Russell's baby face, and I'm like, hey, Kurt Russell. Because yeah. I mean, you look at you look at all the characters. <laughs> uh, you look at all the actors now. You look at Kurt Russell. You look at Wilfred Bridley. You look at Keith David. They've all aged, obviously, because they've gotten older. So when you see this and you see how young they are, still though, it holds up, even though it's that old of a movie. You know, what my favorite part of this movie is McCready's Yosemite Sam hat. <laughs> I love yeah. it. It's like the. The pick guy. It's such a ridiculous like <clears throat> caricature of a hat for him. Yes, but it works. I mean, it works, and, and that's like, people really, know him from that. And like, do you really need that hat to fly the helicopter? God <laughs> damn right, I do. God damn right. It's like, I in do. case shit goes south, this is also a parachute. I have to contain this mullet somehow. <laughs> it's okay. just, what is it? Uh, superstition. Like, you know how certain yeah. people have yeah. to do something that way. That's well, gotta be okay. His. Um, Side note, it took Kurt Russell a year to grow that beard and the hair as long as it was. Wow. So he's well growing it out for a full year. Um, second, they don't really allude to it in the movie that has the finished version, but I think there are deleted scenes and, you know, other things. But basically, McCready was a Vietnam that? helicopter pilot. Okay. And he had PTSD and insomnia, which is why he was hardly ever sleeping yeah. and why he was always drinking. Oh. I thought it was so funny how, like, in the first five minutes of meeting him, he crashes that computer. Oh, yeah. He gets mad and calls he gets her a lying mad. bitch. Yeah, it's like, you yeah, cheating I... bitch. Like, okay, calm down. <laughs> that computer was voiced by Adrian Barbeau, by the way. Was it? <laughs> Cameo. I didn't notice. She was married to John Carpenter at the time. Mm. Um, yeah, I love that. It's like, because, like, I really feel like that gives you that sense of, like, they're already at the end of their fucking rope. Yeah, yeah they're Just done. With boredom and whatever the fuck they're doing. Because like we don't even know what they're actually doing there. They never say. It just says, you know, like expedition to blah, 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 like post whatever. Research. Like, what are they researching? Yeah, like, Nobody know. knows. I mean, you know, there. McReady is the, you know, helicopter pilot. There's a couple of guys that are doctors. And then, you know, Knowles is the cook. Windows is the uh, the radio guy. Yeah. And, and then, then it's like, well, we don't know what the fuck anybody body else Body man. Well, javelin. Yeah, you had the <laughs> javelin if need be. The hippie. Uh, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> that's yeah, the one thing I was Palmer trying to figure out. Palmer is my too. favorite. Yeah. the hippie Palmer. And you're like, yeah, man, chariot of the gods. Child, <laughs> that was man. the other thing I was trying to figure out too. Is like, why are they there? Because like, I mean, everybody has a role. Like, and like, you just went down there. So when they started showing everybody, okay, he's there for that. 
you have this person there for that, and it's like, okay, what are they here for? Yeah, well, what Clark, are they? Clark gonna... was the dog guy, and then yeah. pen- Gary just was the guy with the fucking keys, I guess. Yeah. yeah, that was the whole. That was his whole thing. He was like, I have big eyebrows and keys. I don't know what the fuck mm. else to do. Had <laughs> a very deep voice. Pembridge Farms, remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it shows them all bored as shit, and then out of nowhere, this husky just comes into camp. Being ch- I, again, the one thing I'm like, why are like if you hadn't seen this movie, you still feel bad because they're taking shots at a poor dog. It's oh, that around. dog, that dog was a fucking great actor. Yeah, it like, was a few dogs. It was. Yeah. I figured it was, the, but like when they get that dog just to stand there and stare, like just yeah, not looking yeah. menacing, not making any noise, but just dead set stare. That, I'm like yeah. this is a weird behavior. That for That was dog. the main dog that they filmed, and they were like, he was the greatest actor ever. Like he wouldn't look at the crew. Like I mean, because you look at all those shots, or like tracking shots, where like you obviously have to have be moving this whole yeah. camera setup and it's like dog didn't break character didn't look it was like he was dead on the whole time the other one that he did was the a very running, good boy the other one that did the running they actually just kind of dyed his hair to make him look like this other dog because mm. like, right, we can't use him for this part apparently so at least well, that was a lot same. of running they didn't want to exhaust well, true. the talent like, you know, right? you're, great. you're great we're gonna stun dog to do this yeah. fucking run it's like in forrest gump they made the, they made his brother do the stand-in parts for all those like far shots from yeah forrest running across it was actually his brother so it's like yeah we don't well, yeah you don't want to exhaust the talent man they gotta uh, act <laughs> It was like you're dispensable. You learned something new. I love that. Well, no one knows your name, that. Hank's brother. Hank's brother. Hank number two. <laughs> Hank Standin, but I'm his brother. Whatever, man. Just get over there. Sure Tim. you are, Jeff. Tim Hanks. Jeff Hanks. Tim Hanks. <laughs> Cecil. Cecil. All right, go. we're going on a whole tale of Tom Hanks brothers. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Hanks podcast. But I like the whole isolation and their whole setting for this film is amazing. I mean, I know it's a a callback to the original, right? The, the fifties one, but it's like, it just creates the whole isolation. You don't need to introduce any other isolation into it, but it does because they start isolating themselves off as the thing starts to spread. And then they notice that the thing is spreading. I really like to consider this like a horror whodunit. Yeah. Oh Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely an isolation whodunit body horror kind of. And you have that that whole I mean the, the fact that they're in Antarctica and all that and it's like you have the you know the elements as another you know character that you have to deal with almost because it's like okay it's one thing if we figure out who's been infected or whatever but the other thing is like as you see at the end is like we have no shelter yeah. like it's mm-hmm. you know going to be 100 below in a few hours like they were fighting the clock on that yeah not to mention you know the aliens or whatever so yeah yeah it's uh it, it's like there's all these different things that's kind of just rolled into this one movie that it's like every turn there's something it's like i said the elements or the aliens or just people going crazy and you know god knows what yeah i and think the th- other thing that this movie taught me too is if you're going to be isolated from a bunch of people for the longest for i don't know how like an undisclosed amount of time yeah find out who is the nearest people next to you mm-hmm. and yeah, find you, someone who speaks that you damn need to language. know your neighbors in this area okay, okay. but <laughs> you say know your neighbors but they had to take the fucking helicopter to get to their fucking neighbors. still, but though, still though, but how much know fuel your neighbors. is that but how much fuel is that that you're yeah, burning just to go see who it if is. you are isolated i would want to know like know your if neighbors. 
shit goes hey, down. Well, they have radios that apparently mm-hmm. there's no one. Okay, but here's you know what? Like, if you're yeah. in Antarctica, here are your neighbors. No one. But still, though, know who your neighbors are and who the next people are. You because what? They were Norwegian. Yeah, Norwegian. So have they didn't know that guy that was speaks saying. Speaks Norwegian. Well, how in case are they shit supposed to down? know that there were Norwegians there? Like, what office in Antarctica do you go to to register? Well, okay, in the in the 80s, I'll give you that. Okay, that's All what right. I'm saying. Like, uh, you now, don't know now, the fucks out there. Now it's probably a little more centralized. If they knew, if they knew about their neighbors the neighbors could be like like what the f- does anyone speak Norwegian I don't know I, w- like, I would have found somebody at least that knows a little bit about it because it all could have been avoided if somebody spoke Norwegian and then they so would have known to kill the dog so when they were planning this uh, expedition thing they're like okay just in case we need somebody that speaks Norwegian yes no knowing know what I know now you never know who our neighbors are no this so is me so like you're, I said yeah this is, yeah, all this is me now. learning not so in fine. the beginning like, yeah. no that's what I'm saying so if we ever go to Antarctica we have to have a Norwegian speaking no I'm gonna find out who else is on that country because you can probably find out now. Google it right now. They probably have Facebooks now. Find out who it is. You just type in North Pole on Facebook. There's just a camera. And find somebody that at least speaks the other language. So if they got a bunch of Mexicans down there, I'll be fine because I speak Spanish and we'll be good. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you there's Another uh, character in this film, just like all John Carpenter films, is the music. Yes. Mm -hmm. This one one was actually scored not by uh, John Carpenter. This one was scored by Ennio Morricone, who is famous for working with Sergio Leone, the good, bad, and the ugly tune, mm-hmm. Ecstasy of Gold. Yeah. That's the same guy that did this. Okay. And even though it is um, not John Carpenter, Morricone starts it off with that deep, slow bass that yeah. John Carpenter is known for. Oh, yeah. So he's like, he's like, all right, he's like, I know what you're going for. Let me put your stuff, and then let me show you what. It I reminded got. me of They Live that yeah. that tempo yeah. that he it's has. Just like, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like you're just we're getting. That's what I love about John Carpenter. It's like even though you know they're 80s and all that, and they start slow, like all the movies did back then. It's got that bass build up, and it's like that tension, kind of like all right, something's gonna happen now. Like things are getting going. It's yeah. not gonna be good. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know right away something's happening because they're just shooting at this dog. And then yeah. he's, he just continues to shoot even when people are in the background. And we can't understand him because he he's He gives Norwegian. no fucks. He's like, I, I always, need it. yeah. I always thought it was funny than like when they're standing there and like shooting and then like uh, I forget who it was, but they kind of like step back and like slip a little bit like, oh shit, he's shooting at yeah. us. <laughs> the thing that cracked me up though is when the, I want to say pilot dropped the grenade. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in the snow? <laughs> yeah. Like, stop looking for it, dude. Yeah, Run like, away. Just get the fuck out of there. Like, you are dead no matter what. Like, yeah. There's no point. Like, maybe that's his thing. He's like, well, if I try and run, I'm going to get shrapnel and it's going to be a lot of pain. You should have just realized that the minute that, he, that he went back to throw it and it fell out of his hand, he should have been like, fuck it, I'm out of here. All that tells me is Norwegians can't throw. That's <laughs> Well, it's cold up there. I don't know how much they play baseball or uh, anything. Yeah, I know. Have you ever seen a Norwegian baseball player? That's what no. I'm saying. Was I have a, not, but I've never been summer, to Norway. So. Is there, is there a, a Norwegian baseball team? That we should, Kim, look that up, please. Yeah, we in need to Olympics. know if the Norwegians Is there a Norwegian baseball. baseball team in the Olympics? That's all I want to know. They probably dominate in the I bet they Olympics. do that like ski shooting thing. They could. Oh, yeah. Well, that's okay. Winter sports. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> doubting their capacity to do winter sports. Okay. I'm talking about, about summer, summer ball. sports. Yeah. yeah. But well, it's not like you throw the fucking disc when you ski shoot. No, no I was throwing. talking about where they ride, where they're on the skis, and then they shoot. Not oh, ski that's shooting. Ski shooting. <laughs> I think it's ski shooting. I'm like, no. they're not throwing the disc. What does that have to do with throwing? No, I'm talking like, okay. about that Olympic game where they they're skiing across things and shoot. I'm like, what, shit I'm like, what are you like? What are you imagining? Like, Ulf is just throwing the fucking no. disc and then shooting at it. Like, I said ski, not skeet. Oh. 
<laughs> I'm talking about Summer Olympics because Winter Olympics nobody cares about. Mm. Well, I like when uh, they, McCready takes them to the Norwegian base and you get so much of the backstory in that setting. Yeah. Even though they're kind of like, I don't know what the fuck happened here. But you, you get it. Like there's a dead guy there who clearly committed suicide and froze to yeah. death before that happened. Yeah. I uh, think <laughs> that thing that they burned is a human outside. I don't know. There's a big block of ice in this room where something appears to come out. I don't know. It's <laughs> not okay. a good sign. I want to talk about the, the I don't know if you would call it, the prequel or whatever for a minute. All right. The 2011. Yes. Have you seen it, Saul? No. Okay. Um, so I don't really care for it as much as this one, obviously. Like, it's it's not Carpenter. It's not it's not nearly as good. They use yeah. a lot of fucking CGI in it, which is just I didn't shitty. mind it. It's not a bad movie, but it's just, you know, whatever. The thing that I do love about the prequel they tie so much into going into this movie. Okay. So the way that that one ends is how this one starts. With the dog? Yes. Yeah. Like exactly how it ends. Okay. Yeah. Um, like you can but, play it and it'll pick right up when you yeah, start like you, it'll Yeah, like you won't even really notice. Like it, it like goes right into the beginning of this movie. Like Might it's like it's it. happening like right after this kind of thing. Um, but, but the one thing that they do as well is when um, McCready and um, was it the doctor, I think? Dr. Cooper. I don't know who went with them to the other base or the Norwegian I think it was Cooper. Yeah. So when they go in there and they're looking around and they actually go into the building, there's an axe like in the wall, like in a beam or something. They actually, within the first movie, the prequel one, they actually have a scene where that axe ends up there. Mm-hmm. So like, I love that they tie that in. They have that, that suicide okay. guy. Yeah, like, like they have a I, lot yeah. of the. I love how like I so much they tied that, that all in. So if anything else, like I said, it there's shitty CGI which kind of ruins it for me. Yeah. But it's it's not a it's not a bad movie. Okay. So I just wanted to throw out the whole. It's a axe nice thing. it's a nice yeah. tie in. They do. They I definitely took it. a lot of care, and I really enjoy when they right. they tie that shit in like that. Just those subtle little things like that. I was so confused though when they when they're at the base or when they're at the Norwegian's base and they they find that thing outside that's all like burned yeah. and they're like let's take it back to autopsy. I'm Why like, the fuck would you do that? That is two heads. I ain't touching that thing. Like I see I two faces they set right that there. Thing on fire for a reason. Right? Set it on fire a little more. That's <laughs> what you need to be doing. <laughs> Make sure that thing is completely burned. Well. Look at how Doc ends up. Yeah. So Doc, the, what does that Doc was the like? only sane one for a while until I think he got taken over by the thing. No, no, no. no. I'm not talking about Doctor Blair. I'm talking oh, okay. about Doc Cooper. Oh yeah. yeah. Doc Cooper. Yeah. He's the one that's like, we gotta take this. We gotta take that. It's oh, research or this and that. Doc. I'm, like, I'm like, I get it under normal circumstances, but when you saw this disfigured thing that someone tried to burn outside, be like, all right, something really bad happened here. So like, let's, let's fuck nope out of here. The hell out of here. Binnings was the redhead. Yeah, he's the one who got shot. Yeah, and Bennings was he, Bennings was like, oh, when they're moving all the stuff in the supply room to yeah. put all the the bodies in that other room or whatever, he was Windows is like, we should just burn them all, and Bennings is like, you can't burn this find of the century. It's like, bitch, you want to see? Yeah, like <laughs> somebody's the Nobel Prize for I'm this. Like, yeah, I don't that. care. Well, it ain't gonna be us because we're fucking burning this shit. Yep. Yeah, I, was like, uh, I question how good of a doctor that Doc Cooper could have been because later when they've got. Clark, not Clark, when they've got um, Benning on the table after he stops breathing and all that, when McCready yeah. comes back in from inside. Um, how good of a doctor are you when you're putting the defibrillator on someone's stomach and not out their actual heart? Yeah. <laughs> like, you deserve to get your arms bit off. Like, that was just, that was like a big, it reminded me of Audrey 2, like just the big mouth yeah. opening up. Like <laughs> okay, here's my question for you guys Who do you think was the first one infected? <laughs> 
Palmer. You think? Mm-hmm. I yeah, think when I'm the dog sure. goes into the room and you see that shadow, yeah. when the dog first like comes out of like he's sneaking around and mm-hmm. you see a shadow and it turns around, I think that's Palmer. My theory that it was, what's his face for Benning? Because remember he was the one who, because the one thing that they said is they weren't sure on how the, whatchamacallit, infected everybody. Mm-hmm. So when they said, oh, we have to start making sure we eat our own foods and we do this and do that. Yeah. Well, the one thing I noticed when it for like when the dog first got there, he jumped on him and he licked him. He started licking him. Yeah, but he didn't get taken, I don't think, until the they were moving. When Windows goes, when they're moving all that stuff, and he comes back and he sees mm-hmm. him getting taken by the, uh, I think it's the thing they brought back from the Norwegian yeah. camp, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because like his body is taken into there, so I don't think he was taken until then. Okay. Because that's what I was trying to figure out was looking, watching it again. I was like, okay, who might have been the first one infected? Yeah, I think Palmer was, and I think he stayed uh, hidden the longest. I think he was the first infected. And I think it kind of makes sense if you say like Norris is the one that was infected the longest when you see how like the mouth was just his whole body and like the head was able to detach and still be alive on its own. So I'm like, I don't know, like, because I think that's why I say it's like horror whodunit because I've the dog comes in and you see it kind of just go up to a few people and then it's just around and it goes under the table until finally they're like, put this fucking dog away. Yeah, it's like, why is it yeah. here? Put him um, Interesting tidbit. That shadow, Carpenter didn't have any of the actors do it because he didn't want people to recognize who Recognize the be. shadow. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Clark would make the most sense to have gotten infected, that right? Made, that made the most yeah. sense because he was around the dogs the most. But he did yeah. not get But he was never head. infected. Yeah. So that's the thing, too, because mm-hmm. I'm like, you would imagine that he was the first one. Like, it, it just makes it seem yeah, that way. And I think sense. that's really what they were going for to be like, you know, it makes sense. He's the dog guy. It came in through the dog. He was the one that was around the fucking dog. He put them away and all that. So it's like, obvious choice. But obviously, at the end, we see that uh, it wasn't him at all. No. Nope. But yeah, they tell him to put that uh, the dog away, and then he puts that poor dog. Those poor dogs. I'm always yeah. sad at this point. I'm like, not <laughs> the huskies. They're so pretty. But to piggyback on a little bit of what Paul said, the thing that I love about it is the the who done it. Because again, when you start seeing stuff unfold, you're like, okay. Because like the thing that I thought from the beginning was, okay, these are the three most prime suspects. Like I said, I thought it was going to be Benning because he was the first one to interact with the dog. Then they make you think it was Clark because he was around the dogs the most. And then you're like, okay, you try to figure it out who it is. And then they just throw you for the loop once you slowly start revealing everybody. Yeah. I I always thought it was Palmer first and then it just kind of went on from there. And I know that we see a couple people that get taken like bending and stuff along the way. Yeah. But the dog pen, I remember uh, the dog pen scene like making me like oh my god what is that when i was a kid like you yeah. know like when you first see it and like you first see those visual effects it's oh it's, it's like what it's the very fuck practical is this? yeah and it's such a great it's so delicious it's such a great monster movie yeah i mean you don't really i never really think of this as a monster movie i just i think of it as more of like a viral thing i guess i don't it's know why. Movie. that's the thing like it, it is a creature movie it is like a isolation movie like it's all these like blended things yeah. together which makes it just an even stronger horror movie yeah and the fact of the matter is like this movie wasn't received well when it came out. It basically was like a box office bomb at the time. But since it's 82, 
it found life on VHS and then it gained a cult following. And, Just and, like a lot know, of good movies. And it became, yeah. you know, what it is today. I mean, it is really a revered classic by any horror fan. There's yeah. there's nothing wrong with this movie. I mean, you have great practical body horror. You have the isolation horror. You have great acting from yeah. all these actors you know and you love. And it's just creepy. You have the tension. You have everything. I love this movie. And you have Yosemite Sam's hat. Yes. And diabetes. And diabetes. 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 <sighs> and beautiful dogs. I love when um, Benning gets on the intercom and he's like, you might turn that shit down like a fucking shot today. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I love that. And Nalls is like, all right, man, whatever. Yeah, and he turns it up. <laughs> yeah, That's the only thing I was waiting for him to do. I was like, he ain't going to listen to him. No. Like, you want me to He's cook your food? You can shut the fuck up. I love how, what is it, when they had everybody in the room, he comes around, he yells at everybody. He's like, somebody needs to clean up their nasty-ass underwear. Oh, He's yeah. He's leaving it all Who's around here. putting the nasty drawers in yeah. the kitchen, you motherfuckers? <laughs> I love when um, Clark goes Pardon back out life. and sees the... He can't. He doesn't even know what he sees yet when he sees the dog transforming, yeah. and he just like blows the yeah, alarm. Yeah, and like when child sh- when child shows up finally with the fucking flamethrower, and he's like, what and he's it? like, what the? What the fuck? He just thinks like, like everyone just pauses, like because I mean that's that's such a real moment because if you're like if you actually saw yeah. that, like, yeah. what the fuck? I need a second. I know I need to destroy this, but I just need one. Okay, like, I gotta move. Fuck See, my this? favorite part of that scene is when. Um, I don't even remember who it is, but he runs into Child, and he's like, Mac wants the flamethrower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, <laughs> and he was I like, what? Was, yeah, I think that was Benning, and he ran over like, Max, yeah. Max is getting the flame. He's like, the fucking flamethrower? What the fuck are you I talking know, about? I love that because it's, again, it's a, it's a real reaction. Yeah, like, why imagine, would we need a flamethrower? Yeah, like, yeah, because imagine, too, like you're sound asleep in the middle of the fucking night. All of a sudden, the fire alarm goes off, and you're thinking, like, man, what the fuck is this? Is nonsense bullshit. And we're like, get the flamethrower, hurry! And they go, shit. I found it funny that he set off the fire alarm. And again, what are fire alarms for? Fire alarms. And he's like, get the flamethrower. He's like, wait, what? How the fuck is the flamethrower going to put a fire out, you dumbass? (laughs) make no fucking sense. Holy shit, what the fuck is that? And one of my notes that I had to write down after after they uh, burned the dog thing and Walter Brimley is doing the... Did you say Walter? Walter. I did. Wilfred. Wilfred, sorry. uh, Wilfred Brimley. Hey, Walter's his brother. You never know. Diabetes. He's doing... I want you to Google Walter Brimley. (laughs) Walter Brimley. (laughs) If it's it's not his brother, then it's a very nice man. We'll have to give him a call. Yes, we will. I love when he's doing the autopsy. And I wrote down so much blood, so little gloves. I know. I've <laughs> always thought that. I'm like, what is the point? Like, I don't get that because I mean, I don't know if it's a movie thing because it, it just makes me think that people in the fucking '80s were like, I have gloves on. What's who cares if there's blood all over my forearms? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I have gloves on. So either yeah. it's a movie thing or people were just stupid back then. Like he's just like elbow deep in this yeah, creature. It's literally <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? And like, oh, and I love how he's so like just nonchalant. Like, well, what we got here yeah, is he's, a thing. That, he's just Wilfred Brimley. It, it, it literally is. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you are putting me to sleep quick yes. oats right now. Like it is just oh yeah. even when he's telling when even when like he's gone he's gone crazy or whatever, and they put him out in that little shack, he's like, McCready, watch Clark. I no, don't know did. why. Yeah, he's like, you need to watch, watch Clark. him. Like, he's still so, like, calm. I know, even <laughs> even when he freaks out and tries to kill everyone, he's like, I'll kill you. And I'm like, you're not even that, like, crazily mad. Like, that is crazy for your Wilford Brimley ass, but, like, it's not, like, a crazy, crazy person. Like, when McCready went crazy, he's like, I will fucking blow us all up. Yes. I have a yeah. flamethrower mm-hmm. and, and some four dynamite. sticks of dynamite, motherfuckers. Try me. Like, just. Just like, just try me. But Blair was basically, he was like, nope, we're all dead now. 
Like he realized yeah. it beforehand, and that's why yeah. he went when crazy. When he was doing, oh yeah, when he was doing his Atari, yeah, his Atari simulation, computer, it was like he was running population. a virology <laughs> simulation. On this. It was literally. I'm like, this is like a video game I used to have in Atari. It's like, doo, 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 doo. like you took over the other cell. Like, yay, we win. Twenty seven thousand hours until total world domination. If, if they reach, if they, yeah, if they reach, they the reach map, it, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, and he's just like breaking up everything he's like you guys don't know what's going on i'm the only fucking one that knows like he's just fucking throwing shit around <laughs> oh it was his plan so okay here's my question about blair then when he was destroying stuff did it already get to him or was he trying to be like nope we can't leave no matter what like we're all fucked i think that i think that i think that too i think he was like we're fucked we can't let it get out we have to we're just dead at this point and that's why he was like i'll kill you because yeah. it, it yeah. doesn't matter. I think it was that point because he realized, okay, Kill it's not you. just about us being alive. It's about self-preservation for everybody. Yeah. He was just trying to make sure that they took the proper quarantining steps, Paul. I will kill all of you <laughs> unless you send away for this free diabetes <laughs> testing kit. I love how they take Blair out, though. It's like a one-two punch. Oh, <laughs> the table that, oh, like, that always made me laugh because it's like, he they bring in that like skinny-ass little like plastic folding table and it's like, Boom, that fucking axe goes straight through it. And then they corner him down. I'm like, you have to be careful with Wilford Brimley. He's an old man. Like, yes. you're going to, like, he's, his leg's mm-hmm. going to break and oatmeal is going to come out. Like, what the fuck, man? And then McCready just gives it, like, and it has, like, the cheesiest, you know, like, the old 80s, like, psh, psh, like, yeah. sound effects when he punches them. And I'm like, I love that. Even though it's, like, the cheesiest, 80s, it's almost like the Wilhelm scream. Like, you've yeah. heard it a million times, yeah. but you still fucking love it. Mm-hmm. It's still in movies, and you're still like, ah, I still love it. It's cheesy as fuck, but you love it. And then they put him in his timeout track because yes. he couldn't behave. Mm-hmm. And that's when he was like, <laughs> listen, you have to watch Clark. So okay. then I think something got to him in the shack then is what we're all led to believe. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think when they go back out there and he's just all crazy with his noose sitting out there eating shit out of cans and he's like, I want to come back inside. I think that's when he was taken. Yeah. yeah. like, please. He's like, I don't want to be inside. I'm not going to hurt anybody. I just want to come back inside. Like, it's cold. I'm fine now. Yeah. Like, okay. All right. We totally believe you. Yeah. Yeah, I have another note here. Keith Davids is such a badass in this movie. Yeah, he is. He is. So I is, always find so it is Kurt. funny. <laughs> I, I find it funny because in in the span of like ninety five seconds, Child's Keith Davids character when they're first discussing the stuff they found at the other camp, and then I think it's actually after uh, McCready and them go out and see the spaceship and all that shit. Yeah. And then they're having that discussion, and then Keith Davids like, "You believe all this voodoo bullshit?" And I'm like. Oh, I know, and they're asking him questions, and McCready's like, I don't fucking know. We just found it, okay? No ask Quaker Oats. What the fuck do you want <laughs> I went me? over there. There's this thing in the ground. Bada bing, bada boom. We're back here telling you what we saw, okay? He's like, you want me to go show you this <laughs> fucking you want, thing? You, you want believe me? To, you want me to believe this? I just stepped on a fucking spaceship buried in ice. You don't want to fucking believe me? I'm you telling you what I know, yourself. okay? Like, I'm not a doctor. Like, I'm an alcoholic PTSD war veteran <laughs> that flies helicopters. But they show, they really show how quickly the whole group devolves yeah. because like you can't trust anybody, right? And yeah. they, they know that there's something out there spreading amongst them. Well, it's like that one thing where it's like, you know, you get to that thing, like there's something here. We don't know who has it. The only way we can know is a blood test or whatever after they figure that shit out. And it's like, 
how well do I really know these fucking people? Yeah. Well, I got the sense of everybody not really trusting anybody when McCready went into the room and started making that video recording or not video recording, the cassette recording. Oh, he, yeah. Because even he says it is like, I don't know who to trust. Mm -hmm. And then he goes back and you're what? Does he re-record over it? I think he like deletes part of it. I yeah. always took yeah. it there too. Like he rewinds it, listens to it, and then he rewinds a little more and then just like records over it. So I'm like, did you even record anything then? Like, because <laughs> yeah. I that's where I got the sense of like, okay, nobody trusts anybody anymore because yeah. one, one, if not all, have been infected by now. So, yeah. also for our Arctic expedition, not only do we need someone that speaks Norwegian, we need a black box to have, you know, yes. shit like that that will survive the blasts and all the shit that happens. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or, really I, okay, or I, I really think if they made like a sequel today, you could start it with finding McCready's tapes. Found footage. Mm. Just having the whole, no, I mean, not the, the, the audio tapes yeah. and not the like stuff like that, but just like you go in there and it's like, well, you know, we found this place and it's like old and abandoned, that kind of fucking thing. Yes. So yeah. And then, you know, the shit starts over again. So I'm like, I think mm. you could make it It's work. like tapes like an evil dead. He's like, you should yeah. be listening to this. Yeah. The yeah. thing that I got is like, no, nobody trusted anybody. Right. Yeah. And McCready's still trying to keep them all busy. So he keeps sending them to do tasks, but it's like at a certain point, uh, McCready is under suspicion of being the yeah. thing. And so they cut him loose outside and then they all turn against him because they all think he's the thing. Because what was in it? What was it? Was it Nalls who said he, yeah. saw, he found his jacket mm -hmm. all yeah. torn up on the back? It's like somebody tried to burn it. Yeah, and that's when he comes in with the dynamite. He's like, are we going to fucking dance? Because I'll real kill y'all anyway. Chance. I love how at that point they do make you try to believe that he was infected. Yeah. I think that you don't really... I think that... Because I had always seen bits and pieces of this. I don't remember the first time I watched this all the way through because mm -hmm. it's just a movie I grew up with. Yeah. Um, but I think that maybe they were trying to, you know, maybe the tension held until the blood test for McCready. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you mentioned evil dead with the tapes and I'm like, deadites versus aliens. <laughs> <laughs> deadites versus the things. Like, like a deadite comes and like, like then the thing starts taking over like, the body it's in. Oh my God. This like, we oh have no. to make Christ, this. Like, this is the mashup of the century right now. <gasps> Somebody um, get Carpenter and, uh, what's his face on the phone? Ramey. Ramey. Carpenter and Ramey. Yeah. Mm. I think they give you that sense that maybe McCready is infected until you get to the part to where, until you get to the part where, you know, Norris passes out or whatever. And he's like, he's not breathing. And they're like, all right, just get in there. Yeah. And at that point, like you still have that kind of tension because it's like, we don't know what the fuck's going on, but you know, we have got a medical emergency. Cause I think even Dr. Cooper's like, will you stop that bickering over there? I'm trying to fucking yeah. save this guy's life or whatever. Yeah. And then like once his arms get bit off and that's when like, McCready kind of like backs up and like all the guys are just shuffling out of the room really quick. So I think after that point, they're like, all right, well, he put that thing on fire. So I don't think he would, yeah. he would have done that if, you know, he was one. Yeah. So I think they kind of were like, all right, we can trust him a little bit right now. And then you, you get the greatest fucking line in this whole movie. He's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. When uh, Palmer, when the head, the whole head thing. The thing you got to yeah. love about that, though, is when they set that on fire, the head falls off. And then you see it start slowly creeping it, yeah, away. Yeah, it spiders away. And, and then Kim was like, oh, no, it's going to get away. But then when you see him do that iconic line of, yeah, you got to be fucking kidding. <laughs> That's apparently Kurt Russell's favorite line from this movie. Yeah, I love that part. It's such a great monster work. Yeah. On top of practical effects, on top of camera work. Like, it all just works so seamlessly and it together. Looks, and, I, and I know it's just 80s, uh, you know 
special effects, you know, the monster thing that they made with the head. The head crab, but, yeah. But when, yeah, the head crab, when it's on fire, it's kind of like shaking and doing like this little thing. Like, And I always yeah. in my head hear that like Scooby-Doo, like, yeah. I love that scene just because it's something that you would think that if it's a parasite that's trying to take over thing, over things, an alien life form like that would do. Yeah. Because it's going to try to do whatever it can to self-preservate. And mm-hmm. if it can sacrifice part of itself to yeah. get away, I just I just love like, that. Well, that shit's on fire. I'm out of here. Yep. Yeah. I always am like, I just want to punt it. Like, just run up and kick mm-hmm. it, you know? like I think that would be my first instinct. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck that. Take it back into the fire. That's what you got to do. Yeah, that's what you got to do. I know. People are like, you always see those vid- those fake videos of the dog dressed up like a spider or whatever running at people. <laughs> I'm like, I would just feel bad because I would end up kicking that thing. Because if something r- like runs up on me like that and it's that close to the ground, I'm kicking it. You either punch like... it or kick it. Just punt. <laughs> Sorry, I kicked your dog. You shouldn't yeah. have dressed it up as a fucking spider. <laughs> I love, though, when he goes back to do the blood tests. Well, he shoots uh, Clark in the head, by the way, because yeah. Clark Boom. tries to knife this, him. Hey, you know what? That's, that's shit. Fuck it. Like, he was going to kill him if you yeah. didn't mm-hmm. kill him. Like, uh, he was the only one that was like, I'm not doing this shit. Like, you can fucking kill me. I'm like, boom. Because okay. I even like Childs' like, face when he's like, you need to shoot me. And then he's like, puts the gun up to him. He's like, do you really want to go there? Because I don't fuck right. Yeah. There are aliens right now, Child. And then I think that's the point where like Child is like, all right, he might actually do something. And then two seconds later, like boom, like mm-hmm. right into fucking. He just proved that he was right going to do Clark's something. Dome, yeah. like, okay. Well, I think Clark was always on the edge because I think when in the beginning, when everything, when everybody starts kind of devolving. McCready says Childs and Clark are both not level headed. Yeah. He was like, Well, I think, yeah, he was like, yeah, I think Clark, I think more so Clark, just because everybody assumed that he had been affected because he had been around the dogs that much. Well, it seemed like he was kind of a hothead too. Like that whole thing where they they made um, Gary give up the gun or whatever and. You know, Childs of the other guy, because because Clark pulls the knife on Childs when he's like, "Nope, you're not getting the gun either." Yeah. And he's like, "So they're they both seem like kind of a uh, hot headed." And I think um, they had kind of discussed as actors, uh, the actors that played Clark and then Keith David who played Childs. He's like, "We're the two like biggest guys." He's like, "On the you know on the crew or whatever for the you yeah. know, for the film." He's like, "There should be some sort of like animosity between us." So like they two kind alphas. of yeah. yeah he's like they kind of discussed that as you know character traits for their for their characters and it really plays out in that scene when he's like no you ain't get the fucking gun either yeah i love when he comes back and they they tie everybody up and they do the blood <laughs> test because yeah mccree is just like i'm fucking done everybody's getting tied up we're gonna fucking get blood tests we're this doing is what this. we're gonna do and um i always thought the blood test was brilliant yeah. it's such an easy way uh, and like i i I always thought it was a brilliant piece of storytelling because you visually get to see who's infected. Yeah. Like you don't have to yeah. go with that generic like microscope scene or any of that kind of a thing. We didn't have to go back to the Atari yeah, fucking, computer like, yeah. simulation. How boring thing. would it have been to be like, oh, we're gonna draw some blood and we're gonna make like imagine if it was like a fucking like you know you're testing your pool water like and we check. Yeah, it's like it's it's here. not it yeah. is scientific, <laughs> but at the same infected. time it's not very scientific and you you can be very visual with it because well, yeah. even and after the thing pops with um, yeah. Palmer and like the little thing like comes out or whatever and he drops the blood I love the effect of like the blood scattering away from everything the yeah. thing that cracked me up is when it 
popped out a Palmer and you still had two people still tied up next they to him. They gave me that fucking yeah. 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 Oh, Every time that scene happens, I'm like, God damn it, Windows. Like, Get the shit out of your ass and fucking... Yes. You're the only one with the working flamethrower at that point because you had McCready in the background. It's like, it's, a, it's not... Yeah, it's lit. not working. Like, there's something with but the fuel Windows, line, Windows was like, not... Like, he was he the first like, one to go grab a gun. Like, yeah. he was the one who started that because he ran away from yeah. everybody. He was not equipped for you know, this. A psych- was, yeah. I mean, he gets his shit kicked out of him by Blair, for Christ's sake, in the yeah. you know in the communications room. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Windows is not the guy to be handling this. And it's like, he's got. But the- do something, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that part made me just like, just pull the fucking trigger. Yeah. You can, Come uh, on, Windows. You can see, um, because it's Child's or not? Sorry, it's not Child. It's Palmer that um, they do the blood test and they find out that he's yeah. infected yeah. or whatever. And that's when he starts like, like um, convulsing or whatever, and then it starts to come out of him. Um, so he's wearing a green shirt and a jean kind of like vest thing. Yeah. And it's funny because when he jumps to the ceiling, comes down, and then he's starting to have that fight with windows and he starts to like, you know, absorb him or whatever. There's that shot where it's like their heads are connected kind of thing. Yeah. And it kind of goes into a closer shot and you can clearly see it's like a stunt guy who is wearing just a short green, like short <laughs> yeah. sleeve green shirt and like no fucking, cause you only oh, see nice. like, you see like part, like, you know, make mid chest down, but it's like towards his back or whatever. Yeah. And you can just clearly see like, there's no like jean vest there at all. And it's like, they probably didn't want to get uh, like the fake goop all, and shit yeah. all over there. Cause they already had to like yeah. film it with the other guy or whatever. But yeah, I was like a oh, little, little movie tidbits there. Yeah, so then we have that little uh, intermission to the blood test, and then <laughs> and then McCready comes back in and uh, burns windows because yeah, now always, windows is infected. I always found it funny that it's like they like burn that, and then it goes outside, and McCready just throws that stick of dynamite and kind of just blows it up, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then it just cuts to right back. They're like heating the wire again, like all right, we got yep. two more, you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. To check we gotta out. do okay. nulls and freaking child. <laughs> and I love when they get down to Gary and they clear him, and he's like. I know you boys have been through a lot, <laughs> yes. but if you could find the time, I would like to not spend the rest of the winter tied to this fucking couch. I, I always love, love that, part. that part. He's so mad, but I'm like, hey, I get it, man. The thing that cracks me out about it is like he was one of the people that was freaking out because of all that shit, and they still hadn't untied him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's he like just it was, sits there. Well, yeah. Well, it's like even Childs, like after they do his, he's like, cut me loose, cut me loose. Like he has that whole thing where he's like, get me the fuck out of here. Come on. <laughs> Like I don't know, you haven't tested him yet. And you're still got me shackled up to him. So it's like because they did suspect him because the yeah. whole he had the keys and you know yeah. whoever smashed the blood or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that whole fight about yeah, that's why well, you borrowed says, the keys. Or you was the one. Yeah, like, and McCready says uh, you were the only one who could get to that blood. We'll do yeah. you last. So, so that's then why who he's did last. get to the blood? I, I, I still know. think it was Palmer. Yeah, it had to have been. It had to have been somebody. Well, how did he get the keys then? I don't remember. Like I don't know. There was a whole thing about well, I gave the keys to you and then blah 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 like. Who knows? Uh, but then they go out to give Blair the test, and Blair is missing. Like, uh-oh, Walter Brimley disappeared. And then they find the secret underground uh, igloo and thing. No, he, <laughs> he did. He was. Okay, I'm assuming that underground thing had to have already been there, because I don't think this fucking alien just dug that all out and started milling that, shit. I, where like, did okay. he put the rest of the snow? I mean, he couldn't have just dug it all out, yeah. right? But at the same time, they go down there and there's a fucking makeshift UFO, UFO down there. And I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> you building yeah, but, an escape out of here? But if that already had all the supplies to do that shit, because I, I again, we don't know what the fuck they were doing there, but they had like forklifts and, you know, like tools Slow and piles, shit like that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. they had stuff to do, you know, and build stuff or whatever. So, I mean, 
there probably could have been a welder and shit down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? It was an underground, you know, workshop basement thing. Yeah. Uh, but then they leave Childs. They left Childs in the, the main building to go out to get Palmer yeah. or to go out to get Blair. And they see him. Nal sees him, right? Like, and it's kind of clear that he's just, he walks out of the building and runs away. Yeah. But he's kind of shaky about it. I've always noticed that it always, to me, looked like he was getting taken over at the time. Just like Bennings did. Yeah. Like, like while he was on the run. Yeah. Like, I can't, I haven't finished yet. Yeah. Like, he just like runs away a little bit. So I'm like, okay, I think that's, I, I do think at the end of this that Childs is infected. What do you uh, say, Saul? I think it was McCready. You think McCready is infected? I think McCready was infected. I know one of those two was infected. My strong feeling would have been it was McCready because what? When he kills the big giant whatever need be Mm -hmm. with all that blood spider somewhere, you would think he would have gotten infected somehow there. Mm, Well, we don't really see that guy die, though. We just see the big explosion, right? Yeah. See who died? Who are we talking about? The the big, the The Dr. Blair creature. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know. I know what it is. You know who it is? I know who it is. Who is it, between, between McCready and Childs? Yeah. So I read an article a few years ago, and they basically said that Carpenter kind of confirmed this. So at the end, right, you get McCready and Childs, and they're sitting there, and he's like, where were you? Well, I went over here and did this. Where were you? And blah, blah, blah. Like, what are we going to do now? He's like, let's just sit here and figure it out, right? Well, yeah, McCready's yeah. like, neither of us are in any shape yeah. to do anything yeah. about yeah. anything. Like, <laughs> so... You see McCready drink, 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 drink the whole time. Like I said, yeah. PTSD, Vietnam, blah, 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 alcoholic, right? J&B, right? J&B yeah. scotch. Yeah. Just, that's his choice, right? He has the bottle with him. He gives it to Childs. Childs takes a drink. And then McCready kind of just has a little smile. And then it cuts to black, right? Yeah. yeah. So from what I've read, Carpenter said that McCready was an alcoholic. He wouldn't have shared with Childs. Unless there was a reason. So what happens basically is the theory or what he kind of confirmed was McCready fills that up with like diesel fuel that was in those big barrels, that pink shit, I'm assuming, or whatever yeah. kind of fuel that was. Yeah. He fills it up with that and he gives it to Childs and he's like, if he drinks it, it's like, no, what no, the no, fuck no. is this? And spits it out. He's like, human. Yeah. If not, how's this alien going to know what alcohol tastes like and True. you know shit like that? So when he takes a sip and nothing happens and he has that little smirk, it's kind of like he knows that he's the last one. Yeah. Cut to black. Movie's over. Dun, dun, dun. Well, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Like the only reason why I was thinking it was McCready is because when he goes on off on that spiel about how it's trying to, it's not trying to escape. It's waiting everybody for it to die because all it wants to do now is get frozen yeah. and wait yeah. for them to do that. Well, at that, yeah, at that point, it's like he just needs to be the last person to so freeze that's, again yeah. and it'll be fine. So that's why I thought it was McCready because, like, okay, he knows what the thing is, like what what it needs, what it's trying to accomplish now. So to me, when he was sitting down talking there to Childs, it's like, okay, I've won because all I got to do is just wait you out. See, that's what I'm saying. You have a sequel now. You go back and you find whatever you know, Childs, whatever he yeah. did with Childs, yeah. or whatever McCready did. I mean, McCready died probably. Yeah. Well, let's, let's yeah. Honest, see, right? I would so think like, that McCready would be smart enough to blow both of them up. Mm-hmm. Like, just blow both of them up. There's no remains left, or there's pieces there, pieces there. There, but either way, like nobody's gonna find all of them, right? Yeah. 
I would assume like, okay, you're the last one, especially if he knew he was the last one. Because he had already said earlier, we're not getting out of here, Yeah, we're not getting out of here alive. Well, yeah, at the the point as the fucking base or whatever the fuck they were, at at a point that it was just like there's not even a a structure anymore. Like it's not even, there's nowhere, there's no shelter basically. Well, he he puts together from Dr. Blair, he's like, he understood that if this ever got out, it would be the whole world. So I think McCready is ready to go down with the ship at that point. I think he understands the implications. like, like, Like I said, at a certain point, like there's no... There's no choice. Like, yeah, you're, you're fighting the elements at this point, and now mm-hmm. that everything's blown up. It's like, all right, well, better make it quick. I would love now to see a sequel because then you would confirm who was who, who it was. Yeah, you pick it up from there, or you see like whatever. I mean, either way, they're both dead. Or obviously, if you need a sequel, then something else froze, or they go back and they yeah. find other shit. I mean, who knows? Well, I mean, you that could, the you fucking take this anyway. ship is still out there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you could take this anyway. Like I said, they go back to the ship, or something else comes out, or someone else finds there were more Norwegians go look, look more Norwegians we had something here 38 years ago I don't know what happened to it we forgot somebody goes looking for their missing dad that never came back yeah. from an expedition you I know. think what I love the most about this movie Ooh, was here, here's ending. what we'll do sorry so here's what we'll do like I said with they live we have um, you know um, Keith David's character's you know daughter yeah. or whoever come look mm, for him like, there you go. it's the same thing it's just somebody comes you know one of their family it's Keith David's kid again it's just we're all gonna keep coming to find out what the fuck happened to Keith David that's, <laughs> that's my whole goal I've just to make sequels based on Keith David movies. Where is okay. Keith there's David? Gonna, there's going to be a Roadhouse sequel. They're like, he was a bartender here once. <laughs> Looking for my dad. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, I agree with you, Saul. The ending is so great because it's kind of ominous. I, I love the ending just because it, it's it's up to the viewer to try to figure out who was who. Mm-hmm. And like I said, with what Paul said, it I love that if, if that, if that was the the reasoning behind it, it adds more of an element to it. But if you take that away, you have everybody will have their reasoning on why they think who was infected and who wasn't infected. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, my like I felt like it, it was personalized. Yeah, it personalizes it. Like I said, yeah. when we saw when we saw the end, like how I said, I thought it was McCready just because how he went on his spiel about how it doesn't want to. It wants to preserve itself now because he knows everybody here is going to have to die. Yeah. It well, yeah. It, it's like, I think McCready says it. He's like, it yeah. can survive in the ice. Yeah. Like, obviously yeah. it did. He's like, just, it survived there for what? Like he said, something like a hundred years until somebody else knows. A hundred thousand yeah. or yeah, something, something like, like that. Knows, right? He was like, but based, because yeah, when they go to the UFO, he's like, based on where the ice is, it was been like a hundred thousand years yeah. or something yeah, like the that. the tectonic shift in the, like, I don't care. Just how old just is Just give it, me man? a like, year, just, man. So like I said, <laughs> the way I, like the way I conveyed it was that it's like, okay, he knows what it wants. It knows what it's trying to do again. So to me, it made me feel that, okay, it's in him now. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's doing all these other things because it's like, okay, I need to find a way to self-preserve myself this way. And then again, on the flip side with, what's his name? Childs, again, it's like if he was the one who was infected, the one thing I would really like to see is how he got infected with it. See, that's that's where we start the movie. It's just the two of them sitting there, and then we have, you know, Childs and McCready fighting or something, or how, how that ends, and, you know. Yeah. But obviously, McCready's going to have to get infected somehow. But, like, here's my other question, though. It's like, it doesn't take very long, like, once the thing comes to attack you. Yeah. Because if you saw, like, with the dogs, like, it was yeah. immediately, like, that dog just went in there and kind of just stood there for a second, and all of a sudden it was like, blah, 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 and then yeah. just shit started coming out, and it started, when it started fucking jizzing all over that poor dog in the corner. Oh, I know, that poor dog was like, please stop, please stop. I actually felt for the fucking dog, because I'm like, because they're literally just squirting shit from across <laughs> like the room. Jello, and it's like, I can't go this way, I can't like, go that dog. way. Like, 
It does. The, you can see the look in the dog's eyes. It's like, no, no. Like, motherfucker. It's like, what you motherfuckers that? are not paying me for this shit. What are you doing? But no, <laughs> I, I completely agree. I think anybody can have a different response to the ending in this one. And I like that we don't have a sequel or more to it because I like, I just like to think that McQueedy blew them up and then figured it out. Yep. And then that was Yeah, but okay. But that's, but that's still saying like, you don't know what else is still out yeah. at the ship. Oh, you that's don't, true. You, you don't, don't know, know what, what else. Like the Norwegians found that may be still frozen somewhere at their old base. Like mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe there is a, an infected dog somewhere that just laid down to freeze while no one was looking at, you know, at the, the McCready's base or yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, yeah, there's lots of ways you can go with this. As long as we get a fucking ending or a pickup from this one, like the other one seamlessly went into this one. I want the same thing if they ever did a sequel, just seamlessly into a third one or to finish out this one and then you know 38 years later like <laughs> but yeah th- this movie was awesome it's shame on you if you haven't seen it by now yeah and i know there's amazing. a lot of people that need to be sh- i don't say shame i'm just gonna say <laughs> oil maybe they're looking for oil yeah, and they find be. the ship again that's uh, how you start oil. then you go to the other you go to the other bases and you you see all that shit yeah it's it's like it starts over again no nope, we're gonna go out into completely left field it's all nice and melted yeah. now because of global warming and they go over there and that's how they can find everything because global warming has happened and it's wouldn't just melted all the shit? snow. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be some shit? Like, it just all starts melting like that and then, like, if movies have told us anything, there's fucking there's aliens, aliens out there. There's the fucking Transformers out yeah. there. I mean, who knows what the fuck uh, uh, <laughs> fucking Captain America's out there mm-hmm. somewhere. Like, the, all this shit's gonna happen. Like, all the weird shit that the Nazis did in the You're fucking... unleash Captain we're, America. We're yeah. all these, like, weird experiments. Yeah, we're gonna Megatron. find all this shit. Red Skull's under there somewhere. Megatron's out there. Yeah, the things was, out there who knows man it's that's just, how we end it's the scientists are like no guys we have to stop global warming because they know that yeah, shit is under the ice the out there <laughs> woolly mammoths are gonna come back for just no fucking reason like it's just gonna be like <laughs> that's gonna be where the lizard people are that people Seriously, think of the lizard yeah, people yeah. Like, like the it's lizard just people gonna, we told you <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to live with those people so let's just keep that ice frozen guys <laughs> yes so if anything else just stop global warming stop so global warming taken over by what Whatever's buried in the fucking ice out there. That's where they threw we the stuff know. after the 80s. Because they're is. like, if they're we like, throw it over here, it'll freeze. Like, it'll freeze yeah. and nothing will happen ever. <laughs> See, we got to curb global warming, guys. <laughs> we yes, really got to get it together. <laughs> There's your horror PSA. Stop yeah. Yeah. Horror PSA. The, the, I, now I'm like, the stuff and the thing crossover Ooh. with they live. Like, who are we? We didn't make all these mashups. Like, yes. The true... <laughs> A true uh, mashup, yes, of eighties horror. Ugh. I don't think we can say any more about this movie. And no, awesome it's it amazing. Uh, that's it for this week. That was the thing. Uh, we're coming back next week with John Carpenter's Christine from Stephen King, and I love that movie. It's amazing. Um, but you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com backslash scary nerd. You can email us with any questions, comments, or concerns at scarynerd dot or no at podcast at scarynerd And that's it for this week. Do you guys have anything else? Bye, everyone. Do you know what the worst job probably is what? A guy that's got to clean up at a strip club. Because oh. you probably, because oh, you probably in a pandemic. Oh, oh god! That's not even, okay, pandemic or otherwise.